Okay, so Bezras Hashem, tonight we're going to be continuing with our series of Shirim on the Torah of the Goin and the Tzaddik, Rav Yitzhak Maya Morgenstern Shlita. And what we're going to be looking at tonight is an Akuda that was given over in a Sichasaran Shir. And it was, I'm sorry, a Chaim and it was given over last week, last Thursday night, or two Thursday nights ago. I'm, I'm, I think it was by Parshas Yisro, so two Thursday nights ago. The Rebbe gave over a Chaim Aranshir. And what the Rebbe was discussing is the fact that very often our desire to come to a tzaddik, the desire for a person to find themselves by a tzaddik, comes with various different reasons. A person sometimes goes to hear Torah, other times a person goes to hear Eitzah, other times a person goes for Shefa or Parnasa, for Bracha, some breaking free of some stuckness that they find themselves in. But the Rebbe quotes the Tzaddikim who say that Be'emes, according to the Mo'or Vashemesh, the Iker Nekuda in his Karvis to a Tzaddik is to learn how to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the Iker Nekuda. The only purpose, ultimately, in the end of the day, for coming close to Tzaddikim is to find the derech in closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because ultimately, like Rabbeinu teaches us, like Rabbi Nachman teaches us, the Tzaddik is a Shadchan. The ultimate goal of a tzaddik is to be meshadich klal yisrael with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. and like any good shadchan, the shadchan gets out of the way after a while, teaching us that we can develop that deep relationship without the shadchan, or in a different way with the shadchan. The shadchan is always there, but ultimately the ikar tachlis is to come close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And in this discussion, the Rebbe continues to describe, and it's a very real discussion because ultimately, when a person tries to grab hold of something that they see by a tzaddik. When a person tries to grab hold of some nekuda, or to describe what it is that they see by a tzaddik, what it is that they find by kedusha, what it is that the light is saying to me, ultimately we very often come up empty-handed because our language is no longer capable of describing the insight that a person feels when they have his karvas to Akadosh Baruch Hu, that I can use all of my words, I can use all of my insight, I can use all of my intellect and all of my emotional language to try and describe what it is that I'm searching for by the tzaddik or by a Kaddish Baruch Hu or in Yerushalayim, that Nukudah Panimius. But at the end of the day, language fails. And language fails not because we're not smart enough to describe what it is that we're searching for. Language fails because what we're searching for is greater than language that if a person can theoretically describe in words exactly what it is that they experience when they feel a state of dveikus, when they feel a state of yichud, when they feel a state of hiskarvis takadosh baruch Hu, on a certain level, that means that you're not there yet. If you can still describe it, you're not there. Because if you can still describe it, it means that you're removed from it and your language is strong enough still to be able to describe what you're feeling. But when a person is in the real thing, when a person is feeling that moment of his karvus, there's no language available to the person anymore. Language is only used to describe things that are different from us. But when something is inherently connected to who I am, language fails. And at that point, the only way to connect to that deepest, innermost nukuda panimis is through silence. Or what the Rebbe describes as lamalamitam vidas. For there are klal, a person lives their lives in das trying to understand, trying to know more, trying to use our intellectual prowess, our insight, our knowledge to, to lay claim to being better or higher above the other on the rung of spiritual growth. But ultimately, the ikratachlis of what the tzaddikim are teaching us is how to live a life of lamalamitam vadas, 
how to no longer base our sense of self or our sense of accomplishment on acknowledgement or intellectual grasp, but rather to enter into something that is much stronger than any of that, which is a state of emuna, to believe in a Kaddish Baruch Hu, to be silent in the face of that experience with a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Like Rabbi Nachman says in the first teaching in Sicha Saran, based on the Pasuk in Tehillim from Davin Malka Mashicha, Aniyadati ki gadol Hashem. Aniyadati, I know. And Rabbi Nachman says, why is David Amelech saying specifically I? Because my grasp of a Kaddish Baruch Hu is my own and can never be conveyed to another person. And it's not because I'm at a loss for words. It's because there's no word strong enough to convey the potency of what it means for a person to feel his karvus and nefesh at whatever level they find themselves. That moment is private. I can't tell you what it is. Because if I could tell you what it is, then already I'm separate from it. And Rabbi Nachman says, not only can I not tell another person what my hasaga is of a Kaddish Baruch Hu because it's my own, I can't even explain to myself what the hasaga of a Kaddish Baruch Hu is. So often we live in a world of having to know and having to be able to define and have a das of what we get, what we can display after the effort. But ultimately, if it's something I can display, then it's separate from me. The deepest gain that a person has on a spiritual level is moving beyond the need for das and learning to understand that in Nukudapnimius, that only my heart can understand. And each person understands that in a different way. And to be okay with being silent about it and to be okay living in a world of amuna, that's Lamalamitam Vadas. I don't know how it makes sense. It doesn't need to make sense anymore because it's a truth that's deeper than sense. And this we're going to see is the Iker Nakuda in the Derech that the Tzadikim Ha'amitim, the Yechideh Hadoros, try and teach us how to move along the path of Das and awareness to the ultimate purpose of letting go of Das and awareness and entering into a state of Amuna, which is Lamalamitam Vadas, a freedom of no longer needing to live my life according to what do I feel right now? Can I define what I'm feeling right now? Is it this or is it that? But rather to surrender myself to the flow and to be present in my own mind, in my own heart, in my own body, to that which is taking place right in front of me. And not to start cheshpening, how am I going to explain this to somebody? How am I going to share this with somebody? Because if my mind is about sharing or explaining or reflecting, I'm already no longer in the place itself. I'm no longer actively in that present moment. Rabbi Nachman says as follows, uh, the, the Rebbe says as follows, and this is from the Shir and Chaim Aran Dalid. When it comes to all of the different hasagos and all of the different names and ideas expressed from the Arizal, Tzadikim, or Machavein, that all of the names and all of the meditative stances and all of the Yichudim and all of the contemplations of whatever type a person is engaged in, all of that is simply an introduction to the state of unity, to a state of yichud, to a state of connectiveness. Because the sense of connectivity, the sense of unity, the sense of presence within the self is above and beyond any names. And it's above the letters themselves. And this derech, this way of tapping into that which is beyond the letters, a person has to receive from the tzaddikim. That all a person wants, all a person senses that they need is awareness and more understanding and more knowledge. 
But to live in a world of emuna, above knowledge, above rational understanding, we say to ourselves that that's a level above us. Like the Balasulam teaches, that just like people have desires or temptations or addictions to physical pleasures, and their hearts are desiring all of these physical pleasures, so too with regards to those intellectual individuals who also have taivos, they also have desires, they also have addictions, and it's addiction to knowledge. It's addiction to knowing, it's an addiction to intellectual prowess or having or grasping or owning knowledge for the sake of sharing it with another person. All of these things are very similar on a certain level to physical pleasures. But anything, says the Baal that's above our rational grasp, that's above our reasonable willingness to believe in things, is very difficult for me to receive. But in truth, the Rebbe says, the essential place that a person encounters the work of serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in the godly soul that exists within and above the mind. That's above and beyond rational and understandable knowledge. I don't know it in the way that I know other information. I know it in a way that's deeper than knowing other information. The only purpose of das and havana, of knowledge and understanding and intellectual grasp and an ability to convey it deeply with absolute certainty, that's only meant to be a handmaiden in the path of Avedah Hashem. But this is not the essence of what it means to be an Avedah Hashem. Because because the essential place of Avedah Hashem is in that place beyond das. That is it not clear that all of the avoida of the tzaddikim, whether it's kavanos, whether it's yichudim, whether it's meditations, whether it's moments of clarity, is it not clear? In the end of the day, most of these things are something that are beyond human grasp, not because of their complexity, but because of the type of information they are. It's a different type of information. It's an experiential information. It's not something that we can grasp intellectually. And someone who finds themselves attached to the absolute need to understand everything and intellectually grasp everything and to stand under it, to have some sort of control over it, which is ultimately what the word understanding means, my capacity to stand under something in a sense of ownership. If that's all I'm willing to tolerate in my life, I will not be able to tolerate the work of the tzaddikim, the work of the tzaddikim who seem to live in a world, not being upset by anything, not being bothered by anything. The Rebbe lives in a world, I asked somebody, you know, if the Rebbe gets upset or the Rebbe was ever upset. And this was a person who was by the Rebbe for a very long time. And he said he never saw the Rebbe get upset. Obviously, the Rebbe reacts, but he said that he one time saw the Rebbe knock over a, a piping hot, fresh cup of coffee, literally directly onto his body, and not a flinch, nothing. It's Lamalamitam Vadas. It's living in a world above rational knowledge. And if a person wants to try and tap in to the avoid of tzaddikim, and that's a maisa from our generation, let alone the maisim from generations prior. And the stubborn faith that these tzaddikim had, the unwillingness to ever say anything bad about the world, 
In our minds, that's Lamala Mitam Vedas. Where in the world do you see this light? It's not here. But again, if I believe in Lamala Mitam Vedas, then I can understand, then I can understand that that's where the tzaddikim are coming from. And in truth, the Ikra and Avodah Hashem is not Torah, which is an element of Das, an element of knowledge, an element of intellectual grasp. But in truth, the essence of Avodah Hashem is Tefillah. To serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with your entire heart. Chazal tell us, what is this Avodah in the Lev? That place that is above understanding, it no longer needs to understand. That's Tefillah. And Rabbi Nachman teaches us, that a person can say that a Jew has to understand how to say a thousand times. That Rabbi Nachman praised his Hasidim in the face of other Hasidim and Sadiqim were saying, my Tamidim can learn this many blat, my Tamidim can do this many Chazaros and Shas on their walk home. Rabbi Nachman said, that's nothing. I have Hasidim who could say a thousand times. According to intellectual grasp, that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. What tachlis is there in a person saying a thousand times? And the entire notion of talking in our own language. According to Das, these things don't make sense. All of this. All of this is in the Torah of Knisa El Ha'inyan. All of the ideas that we have about these things is simply an introduction to the concept, but it is not the concept itself. It's the menu as opposed to the meal. But the essence of the thing, the experience of the thing is Lamalam from the Seichel. The Seichel is just the introduction to it. Like the light of faith, which is such a lofty and profoundly surrounding light that it's above and beyond the seichel. The seichel has no place in the realm of amuna. The elasticity of amuna is amazing because the person can find it anywhere because das no longer has anything to say here. Al pidas, I'm good, I'm bad. Al pidas, I'm low, I'm high. Al pidas, I'm worthy, I'm unworthy. Lamalamitam vidas, I'm fine all the time because I'm living with a Kaddish Baruch in a state of amuna. That in spite of our natural tendency to assume that without knowledge we're not serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu to the best of our ability, in truth, the service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in that place above knowledge is the loftiest place. It's the place of Keser. And the Rebbe gives us a physical, a natural mashal, a metaphor. I cannot utilize language to properly convey to the other person, exactly what it is that I feel when I taste a certain food. I could describe it, I could talk around the point, but ultimately I cannot say with any precise language exactly what this tastes like. I can only compare it to other things. All the more so somebody who tastes the sweet taste, the sweet pleasure of connectivity to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of having HaKadosh Baruch Hu to rely on. This is not something that can be conveyed or explained or given over with seichel or with explanations. Because this is something that is rooted in the spiritual depths of the soul. 
that it gains its pleasure from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's not an Indian sikhli. And so too with regards to the avoid of the tzaddikim, they all represent things that are above, beyond, and loftier than our mindset. This is again, this is not, God forbid, a renunciation on das, right? We have to know everything there is to know. A person has to know every prat in Torah, every prat in, in Seichel. A person has to contemplate and be misboinein every element of what it means to be a person in Ever Hashem, what it means to have an Hashemah, what it means to have a guf, what it means to be a balgvul in relationship to the bilti gvalgvul. We have to know it all. We have to know the entire Seder Ashtalshalis from the Tzimtzum Harishon down to the worlds of Bri Yitzira and Asiya and all of the Klipos and all of that. We have to know all of it. But ultimately, if a person, God forbid, falls into the trap of thinking that that's the real thing, then they lose sight of the actual experience, the taste of the Hasaga of the Yichud. Something Rav Tzadok spoke very deeply about, that the only true understanding of these inyanim is to feel it in such a way that it is personalized in your experience and that almost nobody other than your tzaddikim and the people be above us have a capacity of understanding. My inability to define to another what this experience is, what it means to feel dveikas takadish Again, we're not talking about the mystical states of dveikas, halavai. If anyone else has that, then I'm happy to hear how that happens. I'm talking about the comfort that a person feels when they have a yichud with Hashem, when they believe again that a kadish baruchu is present in everything. That's l'malamitam vedas. I can't explain how it draws comfort down. It just does. And this is, is the best introduction to Adar. Like we said last night, other is Rosh Yitevus, Rosh Yada. Rosh Yada is the loftiest place in the mind where a person comes, like Rabbi Nachman teaches us, to that place of Tachlis Hayadiyah Shalei That the apex of all wisdom and all knowledge is to come to a place to recognize that I can speak my entire life and I can ultimately never say one precise word because that secret precise word rests lodged within my heart and it's only for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Only a Kaddish Baruch Hu could understand that silence of the heart. And at that point, it's no longer about language, it's about Luchud Dumya Tehila. It's silence at that point. It's crying at that point. It's different than language. And when a person is willing to relinquish that need for control and knowledge and, and the seizure of information, and they allow themselves to live within a state of suspended disbelief, they enter into a state of that Tainu Kapashut Shabilti Murgash, that basic pleasure that's not even felt, it's so deep. We don't even know if we feel it or not. We know it's deep down in there. And that's Lamalamitam Vadas to be misanig on Hakadish Baruchu, even though we don't even feel that tainug. To be able to push forward irrespective of whatever is going on in a person's mind or world. That hishtavus, that equanimity that lives beyond all rational knowledge. And Bezrus Hashem, when a person is makarev to tzaddikim, to the teachings of tzaddikim, and the Rebbe is always very careful to teach us that learning the Torah of tzaddikim is also his karvus to tzaddikim. It's also his kashras to tzaddikim. It's obviously not his kashras to a tzaddik, you know, by going to a kever or by going to a living tzaddik, but the tzaddikim live in their books. The Tamidi Abal Shem Tov, the Tamidi Hagra, they live in their svarim. And when a person is makasha themselves to the svarim of the tzaddikim, and they learn the words of the Tzvarim of the Tzadikim. They begin to see a little bit beyond those letters. And if you learn the letters of the Tzadikim enough, you begin to tap into the white space in between the letters that the Rebbe says represents that blank space, that, that inaudible voice of what the Tzadik is truly trying to beckon us towards, that unspeakable experience of connectivity and, and warmth that, that can never be conveyed in words. 
And if a person attunes themselves and is moist nefesh to throw themselves into the books of the tzaddikim, then a person will find that the schar comes about, that I'll begin to understand what rests beyond the words of the tzaddikim. Meaning, what is the tzaddik actually trying to tell me right now in 2022? Not what the tzaddik meant back then or even yesterday, but what does the tzaddik mean to me right now? And in that way, a person begins to find the pathway of his kashas of the tzaddikim hamitim, the Ezra Hashem.